Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the You Got the Ron Dude podcast. I'm your host, Ron Jammin. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, this episode is going to be an in-depth review, spoiler-filled discussion about Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, I'm watching it right now. I'm 15 minutes in and there are already some issues, which surprises me. So let's get into it. Uh, This podcast you can listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms as well. So check the description for links and all my social media at Ron Jammin. Uh, Music is under Ron Jammin 2-2. But uh, this movie, I just got Disney Plus and I didn't realize that Avatar is on there. The second one and the first one. So that's pretty cool. But, all right, let's talk about the first 15. Well, 15 minutes in, and there's some major pacing issues. I figured the first 15, 20 minutes, we'd be spending time with the children. I don't remember half their names. And with this movie, this film, I was most excited about all the battles they're going to have with the humans. I understand that's pretty much the focus of it and Jake protecting his family. But the pacing is just so off. The first few minutes, and then, you know, like five minutes or six minutes in, the humans return. So, you know, there's still like three hours to go. Well, with credits and all that too, but we could spend more time with the family in that. But I'm worried because it seems rushed, even for a three-hour-plus film. And some of the shots, when they're flying around on those creatures, they need to render those more. Because they just don't look finished. They don't look right. It's kind of like choppy in that, you know? And I just... The pacing is really throwing me off. And 15 years later, okay... And were the kids born right after the first movie? Because some of them are teenagers in this movie. Or maybe all of them. I haven't gotten that far in. But the humans return. And they burn a big chunk of, you know, forest and that. And then it just goes to a year later. And I'm like... So they just let them settle somewhere? You know, the Na'vi and other tribes, they were just like, okay, set up shop, we'll get out of your way. And why do the humans return with all the same gear? Those same uh, mech suits, uh, the choppers look the same. And even those uh, huge tractors. So I'm kind of confused, because it just doesn't feel like 15, 16 years later. It's kind of like they came back a year later. You know, you look at the advancement of technology just over the last 20 years, and it's like, we'd be coming back with a lot more more advanced. But it's early on, so I could be wrong. But so far, there are a lot of great shots. You know, obviously, the picture quality is great. But the action, just with some of the, you know, the blue people on that, those shots don't look complete. So kind of disappointing. 
Well, I'm now 22 minutes into the movie. And, you know, Sigourney Weaver, there was some, uh, not controversy, but there were some kind of mixed reviews about her voicing uh, Kiri, the 14-year-old. And I gotta say, it, it seems to match up with the character, her voice. I don't really see an issue with it at all. And the guy who plays Spider, I remember first seeing the trailer and I was like, is that Takashi 69 Hey, bro, where's your security, huh? But this scene in the lab, I would have had this before the humans come back. Again, I think like a good 20, 30 minutes. And even when uh, Jake thought that the two boys were dead, I would have saved that for a little bit later. So right now, it's kind of like watching in a like an assembly cut or a rough cut. Because I just want to move stuff around. And, you know, the music is kind of all over the place. But it's really good. So we'll see if everyone gets their own theme. If they're going to use the original theme again and again. But uh, it's great to see Norm again. I think he is the father. Because people have talked about that online, and I'm like, you know, if he's in every shot, you know, of her talking to the camera, doing the vlogging and that. But I'm also curious, like, maybe it'll be a big reveal, like someone you wouldn't suspect. And it's revealed in one of the sequels. Lau? Is that you? It is great to see Korich again, of course. Um, his scenes so far have been great. And again, the pacing, because they're kind of going back and forth with the humans and, you know, the Na'vi. A bit too much, because now I'm 24 minutes in, and Korich, he's arrived on Pandora. He meets with the general. And I like the scene, but either in the beginning, the first 20 25, 30 minutes, I would have had it focus on Jake and his family. We really get to know them. Or you start out with the humans, with their plan, with their intention. Because they want to move everyone to Pandora because they say that Earth is dying, which is really interesting. But it's just, it still feels rushed. Or just not assembled correctly. But Korich... Um, it's going to be interesting. I didn't like that James Cameron spoiled that he's going to be uh, the main villain in all five movies. I didn't like that. That's a big spoiler. Now, maybe not even the main villain. Because I'm sure there's going to be other, you know, important characters in that coming from Earth. But we'll see what happens. But I love the voice and, you know... Why so blue? We've been brought back in the form of our enemy. Top of that list, Jake Sully. I love that accent, that voice. He is the Thanos so far. And I love how they brought him back. Because one of the early episodes of my podcast, I talk about uh, theories I had before seeing this. So check that out. Anyways, back to the movie. All right, now about 44 minutes in, and uh, I really like that battle in the forest. 
uh, when they take Spider. That was really well done. And it's cool seeing Korich stumble upon his remains. And, you know, seeing that video play back, and that's a really powerful scene. But the way of water, 44 minutes in, and I'm wondering if this movie is going to focus on the ocean, oceans of Pandora, because I like the title, but it doesn't really fit it so far. And uh, what do you want to bet? Kiri and Spider, they have a really special relationship, it seems like. Now, both are adopted by Jake and Neytiri, so really they're not brother and sister. So I'm wondering, because in this movie I don't think Spider gets his own avatar, but maybe in one of the sequels, and maybe they have a family of their own. What do you think? But the battle was great, and the music, and very intense. But everything, it's kind of like a puzzle, and you put it together, and you're like... I don't know, like this piece matches that one, fits in that one. But then you look at it and you're like, oh, but the rest of the pieces around those don't really fit. And again, I would just assemble it differently. Well, aside from the pacing issues, it seems like when Jake decides to move his family out of the Navi tribe village, you need to have more reactions from the Na'vi. Like, it should have been so dramatic. Have a score piece, you know, music just for that scene. And just, like, break our hearts. But it's just like, oh, no big deal. Here's a new leader, and we're out of here. And, you know, when they're flying away in that, it's dramatic, but... You know, I'm about an hour in, and it just, it, some parts still seem rushed. And then when they go to the new uh, village, uh, these two characters just dived in the water. And I'm thinking, like, did Jake and the family just forget about Spider? He wants to protect his family. But Spider was taken. Jake would go after them. So, maybe that'll change in the next scene or whatever, but... Hey, at least we're seeing the water. And yeah, this movie so far, it's kind of frustrating, but I don't know. So far, it's definitely not worth the wait. Because, you know, James Cameron, he'll wait for certain technologies and maybe it was just like the 4K picture. Because so far, nothing's really blown me away. And when the characters, when they're running, you know, when they're going fast in that, the Navi, or the blue people, some of the shots just don't work. And which is surprising, because, you know, this movie came out last year, and it's like, the shots should be perfect. I think I touched on this in the episode, you know, my theories about this movie before it came out. So we'll call them the the water people. I don't remember what they're called exactly, but so they speak English. And I was thinking, huh, well, Grace must have taught them. But no, because in the first movie, she was specific to the Navi, 
because of the location of the uranium that the humans were after. So I'm wondering where they picked up English. I'm about an hour and one minute in. So hopefully that'll be explained. Because it's possible that maybe somebody from the Navi visited the water people, taught them what they knew about English and that, but why would they need to know that language? And here's another example of the pacing issue. So Korich and Spider, they board the chopper, and then they head out. The next shot, they're already in the forest. It's just so quick. Why not have a scene in between those, or have them talk more on the ride over? I mean, this movie, it's all about, you know, the environment, nature and that, and... It just seemed like a missed opportunity. Now when the water people are teaching the boys and the girls, um, or trying to, you know, have them follow along as they swim underneath, um, those shots are really beautiful, and the music is just great. Now there's a lot of different music pieces in this. So not really an issue for me, but... You know, in the first movie, you had the main theme, which kind of got old. So in this one, I do appreciate the variety of music. But I'm worried because there's no, like, really central theme. Unless you count the music from the original movie, the original score. But something like this, I'm like, it's three hours and 12 minutes. And... I don't know, I'm kind of thrown off because all that time, all the weights and so far I'm just not blown away really. Like the trailer, I think it was the first one, had beautiful music, all the great shots that we've seen so far pretty much, but hmm. I mean, I know the movie crossed a billion at the box office. Took a while, but you know, no one was really talking about this movie. Nothing really quotable. Nothing really stands out. Now, Why So Blue from uh, Korich. That should have been uh, something on the internet. You know, some viral moment or something. But nothing really seems to have caught on. Well, after the fight, you know, between the families and that... Uh, Jake, he says, you know, go apologize and that. And then the kids lead him to that creature underwater. You know, that huge, whatever that thing is. And some of those shots look terrible. And the creature's mouth, it didn't look like finished. Like it was textures missing or something. It just looked terrible. And it moves so fast. But then in some shots, it's kind of slower. And it's just all this time waiting and to not even finish the effects shots. I don't know if post-production, maybe Cameron, he was rushed in the schedule. The studio is like, you got to get it out by the end of 2022. That's it. No more delays. But, uh, you know, other than that, the underwater shots are really cool. I'm really enjoying them. And the bond that he makes with the the bigger creature is really sweet so far. 
So there's still hope, but, you know, an hour and a half in, and even though the water shots are amazing in that, still the way of water, hopefully it'll make more sense in the end. Because it's a line that a character says, you know, about the water connecting everyone and everything, but that to me, it's just kind of ripped from Star Wars about the Force and that, you know? Well, I do like that uh, we do spend a lot of time with the children. We really get to know them. Great character development. And I'm glad I was kind of wrong. Because in the beginning, again, I thought it was going to focus like the first 20 or 30 minutes on the family. And then the humans return. But there's a lot of good, powerful moments. And I'm about an hour and 43 minutes in. Still an hour and a half to go. And... The movie, despite all the pacing issues and, you know, some things just not really working, um, I'm looking forward to the big final battle. I know that's coming up. Hopefully it'll last an hour, but there's nothing, you know, again, I think it's rushed in some parts, but at the same time, you know, I'm enjoying the movie, but I would just move stuff around. But I'm not like dreading, you know, another hour and a half. And uh, curious, I'm really curious about the sequels. You know, the titles of them didn't really blow me away. I think the next one is called The Seed Bearer. But the thing is, like The Way of Water, this movie isn't about one thing. It's not just about the kids. It's not about Quaritch. I like that Jake and Neytiri, they're almost in like the background, kind of. Because it's more of a focus on their kids, raising them, and, you know, moving them away from their home. And it's not about the humans. Um, I'm curious if we're going to see Giovanni Ribisi's character in this. I think his name is Parker. Or whatever happened to him when they went back. But I'm hoping for some scenes or a scene on Earth. Go back there and be like, well, the world, the Earth is, you know, falling apart. And they want to move. But what's been going on the last 15, 16 years? And if we see like a meeting or something... Just to get a better idea, like how soon do they want to take over? Why did they wait so long to return to Pandora? And did they get there faster than before? Because I believe it was like a six-year journey. But anyways, an hour and a half left, so maybe we'll see some of that. Well, it's a good thing I'm at uh, two hours and 20 minutes and... Nothing major to report since the last segment. Uh, the action has started, and a lot of great build-up, great tense moments, a lot of action. And I'm glad, because now it's like everyone's come together in the end, the big battle. And still got about probably 40 minutes until the credits. So I'm curious... Because this battle started uh, a little while ago, but I love that. I love action. 
That's how I want from these movies. Like in the first one, you set everything up, but I just want to see action. Too many moments in some movies, people just standing around talking. You know, the enemy grows stronger every day. We must move quickly. And it's like, yeah, but you guys are just standing around talking. Oh, I doubt myself. Oh, this person has a fight with this person, has an issue with this person. And I'm just like, it's the same stuff over and over. Whereas with action, you can be clever, unique, original, and it's a lot of fun. So Jake, he's uh, he was just threatened by Quaritch, who said he's going to kill his kids, he won't hesitate, and he's going out to meet him alone. And uh, I'm excited for this. Hopefully a good fight. And, uh, or no, I watched the fight on YouTube, what am I talking about? Acting like I haven't seen part of this. I looked up some stuff on YouTube when the movie came out, but um, I'm going to say this now. I think that Kiri is the key to everything. I don't know what that means right now, but they're setting her up for something big. And I can't wait. And her character, last I saw, was still underwater. So we'll see what happens with her. But uh, the humans, even the gunships in that, and you know those uh, those underwater uh, ships they have are. It's cool how fast they can maneuver in that, and the legs in that, and how they hop out of the ships. But in the first movie, we learn that it takes place quite a bit in the future. So even the tech here, it's kind of like underwhelming. They're in these boats. They have no cover. No nanotechnology. And it's just kind of like, you guys came back and nothing really new. I mean, (laughs) not even wearing helmets and they're (laughs) they're going to war, but (laughs) anyways... (laughs) Well, I'm two hours and 48 minutes in, and it's funny, I thought, like, halfway through, I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow, but it's very captivating. That's the thing, sometimes, you know, a movie doesn't live up to a hype, or, you know, like this one, the pacing and assembly kind of throws you off, but it's massively entertaining. And the battle for the last almost hour, or battles... The pacing is on par. It's, it's great. You know, Jake fights Korich, and they give you like a few seconds of the fight, and then they cut to, uh, you know, the rest of the family and that kind of back and forth. But now I'm wondering, I'm thinking out loud, the water people. Because it. Went to Eclipse. I may have to rewind. What happened to all the water people? Did they just go back to their village? or? But the action is good. Not really rewatchable. There's nothing I would take out of this movie so far. And watch it on its own. But a good finale in that so far. Still about half an hour to go. 
But again, you know, everybody coming together at the end, it's easier to follow and I imagine easier to edit all the stuff together. When I first saw the end of that fight with Korich and Jake, I was like, holy crap. Like, no wonder, James Cameron, like, why would he spoil that Korich is going to be the villain in all the movies? So I thought, that's perfect. He killed him off. But nope, Spider retrieves him. And you still want to see Korich, but at the same time, don't spoil that stuff. I don't understand, but we'll see what happens in the next movie. While watching Avatar The Way of Water, I was thinking about Jake's brother, Tommy. And I was like, huh. Because we know with the, the Marines, their memories were backed up. So they could transfer that all that data into the Avatar. And I was like, wouldn't they do that with Tommy? But as far as we know, he was a scientist. He wasn't in the field, I think. I'm actually watching a clip from the first Avatar right now. But maybe they just did it for the Marines. They called them uh, recombinants, something like that. And probably cost a lot of money, too. But one of my theories is about Tommy's death. Because he was knifed. And... It's got to be Korich. Could be another character, which would be a really good twist. I mean, if it were Grace, it would be like, holy crap, you know? <laughs> but let me know what you think. But then again, Jake saw his brother's body on Earth. So presumably he was killed on Earth. Since the trip to Pandora at this time took, you know, about six years. So they wouldn't ship back his body. But I wonder if the third, fourth, or even the fifth movie, it'd be a good opening to see what happened to Tommy. And, you know, because we see his face, you know, the very top of his chest and that kind of shoulders. So all that was intact, no bruising or anything. So somebody just knifed him. You know, probably hit one of his organs or more, you know, in his stomach or something. He just bled out. But before they show the character, the camera pans away or they just kind of hide them in the shadows. And then we find out later in one of the movies who it was. Because Jake, I mean, he's still a complex character, which I like. Like we're still get, getting to know him. And another thing that's kind of standing out is his sons. Why they disobey him? They don't follow any orders. Now, I understand they're teenagers, but he would raise them, you know, from being children to now teenagers, you know, to follow his orders. No questioning. And... It's just not a good portrayal because it's almost like, I don't want to say he doesn't care for his sons, but he's just so disappointed. And you can understand. It's like, I love you, but, you know, you're not listening. I'm trying to help you 
keep you safe. One of them dies and it's kind of like, it's not Jake's fault. He's trying to protect you. But I still don't like that Spider gets taken and there's just no mission really to go rescue him. I don't want to call it a plot hole. Because eventually, you know, they get him back in that. But it's kind of like, okay, we're going to go into hiding now. Go to this other tribe. But for a while, there was just no worry about Spider at all. And what happened to Jake's human body? Because I don't think they'd bury him. Um, It was interesting in the first movie that they incinerated uh, Tommy, Jake's brother. Because something like that to not bury him, to just incinerate him. Maybe they didn't want Jake asking too many questions. They just wanted him to ID the body. But with Jake's human body, could it be revived somehow? Maybe Ewa could have something to do with that in one of the sequels. Because I think I'm still set that him and Neytiri are going to return, well, he's going to return to human form, and she's going to have basically a human avatar. And they're going to go to Earth, or, you know, Earth are going to send more and more forces, set up more and more camps, and the Na'vi and maybe other tribes will infiltrate the human camps. Because I think that Jake, he's going to come up with a strategy, and If they don't show us what they're up to, I think that's best. So, you know, maybe Jake doesn't use his human body. They grow another human avatar. Because I'm sure Norm and that scientist, the other one, you know, have been working on something. And that way, you know, they can go back and forth between the human body and the avatar and that. But don't tell us. Don't spoil it. We see this character in the human camp. And all of a sudden, they just start attacking everyone. We're like, what's going on? And then we realized you cut to like Jake's avatar. And he's in a bed. You know, like those tanning beds they use (laughs) for the transfer? And something like that. I'd like to see that. And I thought it was a really beautiful scene at the end when Jake and Neytiri are plugged into Awa and, you know, going back, seeing their son again. But it's still like, I can understand Jake being so disappointed because the boys just don't listen. Yes, they're teenagers. But if you're raised from when you were a baby to being, you know, trained, do this, don't do that. Like with Jake, he's in control, seemingly. And when you start that early, they wouldn't disobey. They could come to you and be like, Sir, you know, I have a concern about this and that. I'm not on board with this and that. Permission to speak freely. Because he's raising them as soldiers, which is smart. Because he knows the humans are coming back. But the ending shots, I like, you know, the zoom in. And then it's just like the end of the first movie. Where he opens his eyes. But to end on that. So 
Again, I don't mind that shot at all, but you do the slow zoom in and he talks about, you know, taking the battle to them, to the humans. I like that. So he opens his eyes and then maybe you think like, oh, okay, roll credits. But instead you show like a bunch of, uh, you know, other tribes and, you know, different soldiers from all the tribes and that's starting to surround the human camp. So you have a shot from above. And you can see the entire camp. And they're just like surrounded. Something like that. Or have a montage of Jake going around and talking to the tribes, letting them know. Because you know once they take out that camp, I mean, on Earth they're going to, they're probably sending out more forces than that. And you know it takes a while, the six years Maybe that has sped up. They didn't really address that because you think of the advancements in technology, but we'll see what happens with that. But I want more of a cliffhanger ending. And it wasn't like disappointing, but it's just like really to end it the same way. Because he opens his eyes in that, but it's like, okay, so you realize you don't want to run away. You can't hide. You want to face your enemy. That's great. But maybe if he had a vision when he was plugged into Awa. So him and Neytiri, they see their son, you know, as a little kid, then back as a teenager. But then they have like a premonition of what's coming. Something like that. Because then he opens his eyes. She opens hers wide as well. And then we're like, oh my gosh, that's what's coming next. More of a setup for the third movie. Well, I thought the budget for the movie was $250 million, you know, more or less. I didn't realize it was uh, like three fifty to $460 million estimated. And that might be before marketing. But I also didn't realize it crossed $2 billion, $2.32 worldwide. That is amazing. You know, there aren't many movies that can cross, you know, even a billion is great, obviously. But uh, Cameron had said in an interview, if two and three don't make their money back, there probably won't be four and five. Which makes me question, because, you know, so far Avatar and The Way of Water, separate stories. And, you know, same elements as far as, you know, the tribes, the humans coming back. And all of that, but if each story is separate, nothing really connects. Like, I was, again, I was disappointed that this didn't end with a real cliffhanger. He just decided to end it the same way as the first one. But the fact that each of these movies, I believe that Cameron, he filmed the third one simultaneously to The Way of Water, which I like. Because it's like, well, I'll make these two, put them out, and then we'll see if they make their money back. And, you know, the reviews for the movie are really positive, really high scores, which is great. So I think three, I don't doubt, you know, how well it'll do at the box office. I don't doubt, you know, that it will make 
at least two billion, two billion plus. And you know, because the trailer for The Way of Water, the first one just blew me away. It was beautiful, great music. And even though the movie was kind of scattered, and you know, there's no real theme. Because James Horner, who sadly passed away in 2015, scored the first one. And I like that they brought back that score, you know, here and there in this movie. But the music, it, it is nice having a variety, I'll say. But I'm surprised that James Cameron didn't want to stick to, you know, maybe like three themes throughout the movie. Because sometimes it works, like Avengers Endgame. When you listen to the music, it's so beautiful, but no one really has their own theme. But it works, because you have such a variety, you have so many characters, just like this movie. And uh, I also looked up the titles, because I'd mentioned, you know, the third one is The Seed Bearer. Fourth one is the, what is it, The Tolkien Writer. And then the fifth one, The Quist what is it, the quest for Awa? And good titles, but I'm just worried, just like the way of water, they're not going to fit. You know, it's hard to simplify these movies because they're so long. Like the first one, Avatar. And it's about Jake getting his avatar, infiltrating the Na'vi. And pretty basic, but... You know, this movie, it's not really about water. That plays a big role in it and what the humans are after, which is interesting that I guess the unobtainium, they just gave up on it. No real explanation. And again, we need to go back to Earth and see what's going on, go into some meeting rooms and be like, we're scrapping this. Uh, We're actually going to move to Pandora, do some hunting and... They just come back and settle so easily. I'm kind of like, huh. And then 15 years, and then like, okay, and then a year later, and it's like, wait, what about a montage? But I do like the titles for the next few movies, especially the quest for Awa. Because that title has me wondering what's going to happen with that. Because the humans, I mean, if they just destroy everything, all the plants, you know, all of the glowing, awa, whatever you want to call them, um, not branches, but elements, something like that. Just, you know, all the wavy wildlife and that, if they destroy it all, maybe they have to search for awa somewhere else, something like that. But very intriguing. The quest for Awa. Okay, three hours and three minutes. Uh, I was hoping for more of a cliffhanger ending. I like that you know we're going to bring the battle to them. I always like that in action movies. But I'm also thinking, well, the humans have that huge camp. We didn't hear from the general again. And wouldn't they just keep sending out more and more forces? It all ended on that ship. It was a great battle and all that. But the the Na'vi and the water people, they should have been outnumbered. They just keep sending forces out. Why didn't Korich 
or any of the guys on the boat, that one guy, the captain or whatever, why didn't he reach out and be like, hey, we're in trouble, send out reinforcements. But um, another side note, kind of bothered me in the first movie, but Sam Worthington, you got to work on the R's. You know, you're kind of letting them slip a little bit. The way of water. Avatar. The R's, you're getting close, but... But anyway, it doesn't ruin anything. But um, overall, very entertaining. I liked, you know, there were no slow parts to me. I liked them embracing the new culture, the new ways, learning. And, you know, they seem to learn everything pretty fast, but... Uh, the ending was really sweet. I love everything with Kiri in the ship. How those uh, yellow light things kind of guided her to save her family. And the ending, just he let those shots breathe, which I like. Because even when, uh, what's his name, Naterium died, it's very emotional. But you want that scene to just play out a little bit longer. Because you just move on. Because there's a lot packed into this. But it could have been an hour longer, half an hour longer. I wouldn't mind at all. Because it's just some of the kind of jump cuts. You're like, why the chopper shot? If they're just going to the planet, like, you don't need this, you don't need that. Some of the dialogue. But Jake teaching his his kids, you know, like, the F-bomb... That uh, I think Spider said and, you know, butthole and stuff like that. It's just, really? That's the English they need to learn? But I still, without rewinding back, I grew up with a VCR, so I'm still saying rewinding. But the water people, because we see them at the end at the funeral, which is very well done. But, so Jake went out... And he was going to meet Korich and his people by himself. And then uh, we'll call it the the whale, whatever that creature is. You know, smashes the boat, takes out a bunch of guys in that. So the water people attack. But then they're just kind of gone. And obviously they all didn't die or anything. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to the third movie. And I thought Korich was going to get the upper hand in this one. Essentially win. Like, make Jake and everybody else flee. But, with this one, like, if there wasn't a sequel, it'd be like, okay. I'd be kind of disappointed, but at the same time, not really setting up a lot. I like Giovanni's character, Parker, in the first movie. You know? Because he's good at like just delivering exposition. Be like, this little rock here, this is what we're here for. It sells for $20 million an ounce or whatever it is. But I want to go back to Earth and figure out like what's their plan? What's their timeline? Jake knew they were going to come back. He must have known. And why didn't he prepare? Do all the tribes on Pandora... Do they know about the sky people? But uh, there's a lot of good stuff in this. And I think that everyone got a chance to shine, which is nice. Because I'd read that 
Neytiri, you know, she's in the beginning and then for most of it she's not in the movie, but I thought uh, James Cameron used her just enough. And the kids, you know, it breaks your heart seeing like little Tuke going through all this. But she's just so adorable and, you know, with her spider, Kiri, and the... Uh, What's the other boy's name? But it'll be interesting to see the family dynamic, especially between Spider and Neytiri after that incident. She was ready to kill him. I don't think she would have. Because she didn't. She just knew the Quaritch, you know, like cared for him in that. But... Yeah, a lot of good things throughout, but the third act, definitely the pacing is on par and very well edited. And I was thinking about some of the shots, you know, the characters when they're moving around, you know, all the blue people and that. Maybe it's the frame rate because it just looks like so choppy in that. And even on the those creatures they fly on. So maybe I have to watch it like 8K or even 4K. Maybe that's the issue, because my TV's 1080p. That's the highest it goes. But anyways, um, this is one of those... It's a good movie, a good film, but who knows until the next time I rewatch it. Some movies like The Godfather, Godfather 2, you could put on any day and I'll watch them. Very slow movies, very little action. But it's the characters and the drama and the story. With this, it's entertaining, but nothing really blows you away. In the way of water, that sums up their training when they embrace the culture in that. But overall, this movie needed a, a more fitting title. I'm not saying better title. The way of water is strong. But that's more of like a documentary title. But I'm definitely looking forward to part three. And we'll see Jake if he's going to round up some more tribes. But he doesn't want to put anybody in danger. But at the same time, it's like, well, you can't run from it. You can't hide. And is his plan going to be take out the remaining people at the camp, the human camp? Maybe go to Earth using one of their crafts and I don't know. Because I think we're going to see Jake and or Neytiri in human form. Jake again, Neytiri for the first time. They go to Earth and the next movie or one of the sequels. But, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. But the first one... I think the action, I think, overall was better in the first one. And the pacing, of course, very entertaining. And that slow build with Jake and Neytiri's relationship. But I do like that their kids get to shine in this one. That's very important. So, thanks for listening. And, uh, wow, three hours. Because, like I said, halfway through, I'm like, I'll watch the rest tomorrow, but... <laughs> But it's engaging. <laughs> and uh, not worth the wait 
Because with the visuals, I mean, they're great, but the fact that anybody can do that kind of quality, you know, with 4K, 8K resolution, but the story, it was more original than the first movie because that one was pretty predictable. The formula had been used before. This one stood out a bit more, but anyways, let me know what you think. Leave some comments, leave a voice message, uh, check out all my links in the description, and I'd love to hear from you what you thought of the movie, and that's going to do it, so thanks for listening, you got the Ron dude, I'm Ron Jammin, I will see you next time.